Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. All right, all right. Hi, guys. I missed you. I haven't done a solo pod in a while. Last week has been cray, cray, like cray, cray in the hey, hey. I feel like also I'm sick. <laughs> so I'm extra nasally today. Well, it's wild. The way things happen, I feel like people, you know, I would care about that. I'd be like, how the fuck and how kind of random that you had AJ McLean on the podcast? Like, how did that happen? So in this world, and especially, and I talk about this a lot about like how social media is so wild because, you know, if I used to think like, oh, no one will see this. Obviously today, because of like my growth, but also just in general, how social media works, like anybody can see anything. You can reach almost anybody. You know, people think, you know, certain celebrities or, or, you know, people are untouchable, unreachable. They're not on Instagram. They don't look. You can reach them. It'll, it'll just take, you know, if, if you're not a big account, then you would need some some tags, some help. Right. But but you can reach these people. But moreover, I remember even when I started, I always said, like, I don't need the, you know, CEO of the company to follow me. All you need is like the the son of the, you know, front desk secretary to follow you. Right. And then him tell his mom, then she tells the CEO. So it's that's the way shit works. Just, you know, inspiration over here. But so with AJ, it's just wild how things happen is because 
you know, when MGK came out with the the nail polish line and Harry Styles and, you know, so many dudes, which like good for them for, for, you know, breaking into this category. But I was kind of like, you guys, hello, the OG AJ McLean from Backstreet Boys has had Ava Dean, his nail polish line. But more importantly, and most importantly, he's been rocking the nail polish since the Backstreet Boys days, which was like the 90s, 2000s. And, you know, so he, I like to give credit where credit's due. I'm like Kim in that way, where she still gives credit to Kanye um, and to Paris Hilton. Give credit where credit's due. He's an OG. He's a leader in this, you know, in this space. People like, I just felt like he wasn't getting that attention, that love on that specific area because I was even, I was speaking to Business of Fashion, a writer from there, and she was doing a piece on, I think, MGK's new nail polish brand called Undone. And she talked about all the other dudes that have it, like I said, Harry Styles, and which like, I just want to talk about this for a second. I just feel like it's not an area that like people should get into just like a personal, a personal thought. Cause like most of us are getting our nails done and we don't know how to paint our own nails that well. And if we do, then we'll just go with the, you know, the SCs of the world. Anyway, Tyler, the creator has it. We know that, you know, Pete Davidson wears nail polish, Lil Nas, Bad Bunny. Who else? The point is, I was giving love to AJ whenever we were talking about male nail polish brands or just wearers of the nail polish. I'd be like, you guys, AJ, give him the credit. And then his company, Ava Dean, uh, you know, thanked me for the love and was like, thank you so much. This was like maybe a year ago or eight months ago. And I was like, of course. Oh, my God. And then I had a conversation with them where we were like, should we do something cool together? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, for sure. But like if it's with AJ, let's do it in person. So like, let me know when you're in New York. Then the Backstreet Boys show was coming up, as you all know. And I took my two sisters and we didn't end up getting in to see the show because when we got there, my older sister, Allison, got a call that her daughter, Emma, had 104 fever and we weren't going to let her drive home by herself. So we literally heard the Backstreet Boys singing from the parking lot and drove off. But all that's to say is that AJ was in New York. So through me being in contact with his nail polish brand, which again, all of this seems really grandiose, right? You used to think everything was like huge, but literally his partner in Ava Dean is the sweet man, Josh, who used to be his bodyguard, might still be working as his bodyguard. And he's his partner. He helped set it up. Super chill. You know, thinking of like Addison Ray, who came on my podcast with like, you know, a publicist, security guard, like another dude. And it's a different, it's a different, different world. But that was really cool. And sometimes that's how shit happens, you know? So you show love and you never know what good can come out of it. Okay, you guys, first of all, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to department stores. Let's bring it back to Macy's. Who needs to go to a gazillion different specialty stores when you can go to a department store either online or in person and literally you want a jewelry department go you want a skincare department go you want a men's department go upstairs you want a women's department go downstairs you want juniors go to floor three like that was the life that was the life so i want to bring it back for you and i want to just tell you about a special offer from macy's from macy's the o 
G. I actually got my first pair of diamond earrings at Macy's for like $100 because it was so discounted a gazillion times. Also, don't you love department stores? You can always return things. No questions asked. No 30 days. No, I don't know. It's just like, it's so much easier. It's, it's not like this new this new world we live in. Okay. So Macy's is having an amazing fine jewelry sale from August 11th to August 22nd, 35 to 70% off necklaces, earrings, rings, and so much more. Literally you could get gold, precious metals and gems. Then check out macy's.com slash jewelry, macy's.com slash jewelry. Like I said, they're going to have 35 to 70% off from August 11th to August 22nd. And they have such a variety and so many different designers and different styles to choose from. That's Macy's.com slash jewelry. Make sure to check them out between August 11th and August 22nd. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the fucking bombs that were dropped last week. It's been because I remember we recorded Cards Catch Up last week and we were like, oh, it's a pretty slow week. This is what happens when the Kardashians have one slow week. Keat broke up. We get this notice on Friday fucking night that Keat, after nine months, broke up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. I want to just bring you back to like where I was. I was eating Thai food, more like sipping on fucking coconut curry to like open up my nose, which it works, by the way, when I see the fucking headlines. And I'm like, ugh. Obviously. And then everyone's like, what happened, Amanda? Like, did you find out you had a, you know, deadly disease? Like, no, just that Kim and Pete broke up. Obviously, none of us could have expected it on a Friday night for that randomly to happen. He's been shooting a movie, Wizards in Australia. She had visited him recently in July. You know, I had no feelings that this was going to happen now. But I also, after a moment of... uh, was like, okay, it's not like I thought it would be forever. So many of you are so butthurt about it. So many of you are like, love is dead. So that's not my vibe. I think they were hot. I think they were fun. And I think, I don't want to say I told you so, but I'm pretty sure that I've been consistently saying like, this doesn't feel like it to me. Like it's hot. It's cute. It's fun. She needed it after Kanye, but this is not her man's faux life. Okay even though there were moments where I was also starting to be like, wait, he got the kid's initials tattooed on his neck. He got, you know, Kim is my lawyer. Her name branded Aladdin, Aladdin, (laughs) Aladdin and Jasmine forever. I mean, nine months is not a short period of time, especially in Hollywood. That's like, you know, seven years. They've been through a lot. They got through the, like the Kanye hurdle. They got through all that. So it's it's still like a huge thing, right? And it's the end of an era. Like that was a really hot, hot era that like we needed and gave us so, so many feels and such good vibes and probably a lot of good sex. And we didn't even really get to see him in the Kardashians yet. We saw, we assume he's going to be on season two a little bit. We saw that amazing Med Gala shower scene that's going to be in season two. So it's going to suck that by the time season two comes out, we're going to be like, wait, they're done. So even though a lot of people think they will get back together, a lot of people keep quoting that Seinfeld quote, which is like the first breakup never takes. A lot of people think they'll either get back together or continue having sex, which I could see the latter. A lot of people 
have been talking about the sources situation and the reps situation, saying that it wasn't confirmed by the reps specifically in the articles that it was confirmed by sources and sources can be anyone. Okay. First of all, I have confirmed it personally. It's been confirmed. They broke up. It's for real. It's not a rumor. B, obviously when headlines and media outlets run shit, they're not just like a source. Like a source isn't a person on the street, you guys. A source is somebody that's, you know, does this kind of work or has an inside scoop. Like they're verified. They're not like anonymous right into e-news and they get verified. Like this is journalistic shit, you guys. So it is for real. Do I think it's a PR stunt? Hells to the nose. Nobody in their right mind would fake a breakup, have it be, you know, international headlines and it be fake. What I really want to know is why. Like, because a lot of the articles mention the distance and he's in Australia, blah, blah, blah. Don't think that's it. Like, Kim is not new to long distance. Her and Kanye lived in different fucking states. He's shooting a movie. Like, that's hot to, like, miss your boyfriend. Something happened. And something happened so much, like, pretty intensely that they wanted to run it. And okay, then this is another piece of information is that a lot of people are like, it didn't say reps, like they didn't have it confirmed by reps. So the fact that the articles didn't say, you know, their rep said or confirmed by their reps just means that the articles and that media source was asked for that not to be included. But that doesn't mean that the reps didn't confirm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's that. Stop conspiring. I do want to know why. I'm dying to know why. I just feel like he fucked up. I don't know why. And that she ended it. I feel like she, first of all, I've always said like, she's going to be the one to end it. She's going to be the one to break his heart because, you know, she's fucking Kim Kardashian and she eats him without salt. That That's a saying in Hebrew when like, she'll eat him without salt. Like she's just so much, you know, she's just bigger. She's better than him. Like he's got nothing on her kind of way. It's also very interesting to wonder who he's going to date next, who she's going to date next, and if they'll ever talk about it. And I just have no optimism there because Kim and the Kardashians never discussed their fucking relationships. So are we ever going to know what went down? And are we going to know from him what went down maybe from his camp since she won't talk? But like something went down that was more than like amicable since they dropped it. Like they dropped it to the news. Like why? But then... As we're wondering, boom, Chloe surrogate gave birth to the new Thompson baby. Okay. Does that mean that the baby was born on August 5th when that notice dropped, which like would be nice because that is Noah's birthday? <laughs> um, even though, no, that's not nice. Oh my God, I don't want them to steal Noah's thunder. So no. But what I mean is that doesn't mean the baby was born that day. Obviously, you guys aren't dumb. So do I think these two pieces of news information were um, published on the same day, probably to lessen the blow of either. And also the Kardashians are notorious for dropping news on Friday, thinking that on Friday people are off for the weekend. I don't know. I feel like that's very old school of them to think that way. Like, I feel like it's not like that anymore. People are on their phones all the time, but they do really do Friday news drops. So that's a real thing. What I do want to know was which one, which story, the breakup or the baby was supposed to come out 
and which one were either of the sisters down to soften the other's blow. So again, to kind of summarize, both of them very real. Both of them probably didn't happen on that day. One of them probably was supposed to come out on that day. And one of them was like, oh, just release it. It'll, you know, be good. So of course I'm wondering that. But, you know, for people to think that the Kim faked the breakup to soften Chloe's, the birth of Chloe and Tristan's baby. You guys, I feel like people are human. So yes, when we found out that Chloe had another baby with him, we had a moment of, oh my fucking God, why? Like with this asshole, then we found out that it was for sure before she found out that he cheated again and had a baby impregnating another woman. But we were still kind of angry about it and not happy that, you know, she went into that process with him again in general. But then we were like, a baby's coming. Like, we're going to be positive about it. And I don't think anybody will see the birth of this baby and be like, gross, like awful, bad news. Like once the baby's born, we're going to be accepting and we're going to be loving. So for people to think that like, it's like Chloe didn't want to announce it. So she doesn't receive backlash. Like the backlash has been received. You know, Demois was saying that she thinks the baby has had been born for a couple weeks, like has been alive, <laughs> has been earthside, as the celebs like to say. This is kind of like when Kravis got married and everyone was like, are you freaking out? Like, no, they were engaged. It's like, I'm not freaking out that they got married. Makes sense. That's the next step. And this is the same for Chloe's baby. Like, are you freaking out that they, the surrogate had the baby? No, because we knew the surrogate was pregnant and was due. We already freaked out when we found out this was even happening. So to conclude, a huge fucking thing. Meanwhile, Kylie and Travis Scott are very much together. She just went to see a show in London with Stormy Baby. Where the fuck is Wolfie Baby? Where in the world is this poor baby? I wrote on my Instagram that I think somebody should do like a Nori's Black Book style Instagram account pretending to be the baby formerly known as Wolf and just be a very bitter baby that is upset that it's not included in anything and does not have a name yet. And somebody actually listened to me and did it, which like, I would be happy to get some credit. Thank you very much. Like, thank you for running with it. You're welcome. But yeah, so, so, so very much including Stormy in the feed, in PDA pics, in the whole thing. She's very much trying to create like a family vibe. We're together, we're together, we're together on her page, Kylie. Kylie is also very big into TikTok right now. She's obsessed with the app. Her followers are eating it up. And listen, I'm not one to judge, you know, Instagram likes, engagement or followers, especially on this app where the algorithm is just so wild and has minds has mind of its own. But I was just like looking, I'm like, wow, Kylie's engagement is wild. And I'm sure the sister is like there. I'm sure there's competition there. Definitely now that she's back in the social media game, she's she's giving them some, she's leaving them some smoke, leaving them some smoke. So you guys, I you know me, like comfort over freaking everything. And my day to day is basically like, you know, I do all my work from home, most of it, 
like 98% of it. And then it's like going out with Noah, going out with Leo and in New York wearing like flip flops is kind of gross. So wearing Rothy's, my slip on Rothy's that are both washable and also made of sustainable materials is really, really amazing. So if you guys haven't heard of Rothy's, they're a great new obsession for you to check out. Literally, it could be your new everyday shoe, especially transitioning from the summer to fall. They have a lot of colors. And mine, again, if you want to remember, like I wear them all the time in my stories, they're my slip-on white ones. They're washable, like I said, but they also have like pointy shoes um, and other flats and loafers and ankle boots. So check them out in general because they make everything better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of single-use plastic bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. And I freaking love that. And mine are so comfortable. And I love the fact that they're durable and washable. So step up your shoes and accessories this summer and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash not skinny. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash not skinny. Okay, I feel like Amanda and also Natsuki Manafat has become synonymous with cookie dough, which I love for me. And it's so on brand. So when I first collabed and connected with the healthy cookie dough dough was because I got sent a bunch of cookie dough. Literally, I was like, what is this heavenly freaking thing? Looked at the ingredients, saw there were like five ingredients, all great and clean. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I need to be part of this in some way. I literally emailed the founder. She's amazing. And she was like, let's do it. Like, want to make a flavor together? And we did it. And it's such a special relationship that I have with dough. I eat it all the time. Noah loves it. And so many of you love it. It's like a cult classic. My flavor is extra chocolate chip. We just recently did our third drop together. And I think it's almost all gone, like literally almost all gone. Everything is vegan, gluten-free, soy-free and no BS ingredients. They have a bunch of other flavors. I eat it out of the jar, but sometimes I bake it, take seven minutes and it's even more like it's not more delicious because I love it out of the jar, but it's like then you're reminded like, oh my God, it could be gooey and warm too. So both ways you're going to be freaking blown away. So you could get my flavor but also other flavors like chocolate chip and birthday cake. And they also are available at Target now, which is amazing. But this offer, 20% off, they never do this. And free shipping, you're going to get right here. The code is not skinny. And you go to eat dough, eat, and then D-E-U-X.com, eat dough, D-E-U-X.com. Promo code is not skinny for 20% off. Trust me, you're going to die. I've been feeling... <laughs> And I feel like embarrassed to say this. And I know that so many of you are going to probably fucking like be like, Amanda, like shut the fuck up. But I just need to share. So like accept me for who I am. Is that I've been feeling really neglected by Hailey Bieber. <laughs> because I've showed this woman so much fucking love, which like, again, I, I feel like I'm in friends where Phoebe tries to, well, Joey tries to prove to Phoebe that there's no selfless act. So I do do this selflessly, right? Like when for years I used to like <clears throat> praise the ground she walked on just, you know, because she's hot and gorgeous and her street style. And I remember the only reason I kind of stopped doing that was just when I was like, okay, obviously she has a stylist. Obviously every piece of clothing is 
fitted to her body, tailored. Like, I feel like it's just not realistic for us normies to be like, oh, this is the kind of style. No, we're not going to look like that even if we tried. So just in that way where I had to come to that understanding with myself, that's when I stopped that. But I feel like I've always supported her, you know, with the casual snark of the, the YouTube bathroom series and the fact that it's just doesn't really make sense that it's in a bathroom if nothing has to do with a bathroom. But, you know, she can laugh all the way to the bank. Then her skincare, we were long awaiting that. So it stung a little when like I didn't get a PR package. And like, I know you guys, I know this is disgusting of me. Like, I know. But I feel like for the some of you that will get me and try to put yourself in my shoes, we're like, yeah, I know, vomit all over me. But I am an influencer in some way, right? That's part of what I do. I get shit sent to me. Um, and I feel like when I get shit sent to me that I that I like or is that or that is by people that I like, I show mage love. So I'm like, what a missed opportunity on Haley Road Beeper's part to fucking send me the glazed fucking collection. Like I would have boosted your sales. Okay. Ask the people that send me shit. Okay. Because when I love shit, then I promote it organically and support you. So okay. Didn't get the didn't get the road. Fine. What made me kind of really offended, again, you guys bear with me. I know cringe, 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 is the Air One fucking smoothie. So she did the Air One smoothie along with her skincare, which is like genius. Um, it was like called the skin smoothie. And I was like, oh, I need the smoothie. People literally wanted to like fucking ship it to me with dry ice. And then people started getting it like you guys, followers of mine, listeners of mine that were in LA and could go to Erwan, started tagging me in it, like thousands of tags, tagging me and Haley Bieber in this drink to the point where I was like, guys, literally stop tagging me in it because I was also sharing it and it was perpetuating it. So then I was like, wait, she is totally seeing this. That's what I'm telling you guys. And this ties back to the beginning of our conversation. Stop thinking that celebs or people, you know, that are hugely followed don't see shit. She's going to see it, right? If something happens that's, that's that's big, right? So many people are tagging uh, both of us in this thing. She's seeing it and she's choosing to ignore it. And I think the the cherry on top was when Steph Shep who I'm very friendly with and she's, you know, always been super, super nice to me. By the way, she influences me. Anything she links, I'll buy. So she got the smoothie and she tagged me in a frame and was like, you know, Adnoski went off at the smoothie is so good. But she also tagged Haley Bieber and she was like, I usually don't even like smoothies. This is so good. And then a second frame where just Haley Bieber was tagged and she was like, anyway, you know, the smoothie, blah, blah, blah. So Haley Bieber shared the second frame and not the first frame where both of us were tagged just the second frame where just she was tagged, meaning a hundo she saw it if I didn't already think that she saw the gazillions of tags that both of us received on the smoothie. So it's like just a plain ass ignoring the little man being me. And it hurts. It hurts a little, to be honest, that you, you know, you show somebody just free love and I assume that some of it must have been noticed and you don't get any notice back. Which, like, what do I ask for? Products worth, you know, $60, $90? Just the lip gloss. So honestly, I would buy it. I just, like, I miss the drop since they, you know, sell out so quickly. Anyway, so I'm a little butthurt about it, but we can move on. I would still love to have her on my podcast and we could still 
manifest that. Also, in terms of my interviews, I just want to say that like in person, as much as I'm like a lazy bitch and like sometimes you're like Zoom for the motherfucking win, I just realized that in person is so much nicer to bounce off the vibes. And then I just realized like at the end of the day, a Zoom is a fucking Zoom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's a podcast, but it's a Zoom. It's a Zoom meeting at the end of the fucking day. And you will never get the same vibe as in person. So I really, really have been realizing that lately. Another thing about podcasts that pisses me off is, you know, sometimes you'll get guest pitches, right? You guys always want to know how things work. So here's some BTS. You'll get guest pitches. So their PR will reach out to you and be like, you know, do you want to have this person? They just wrote a book. They, you know, are coming out with a movie, whatever. You know, so so if I don't know the person, even if they're huge, like, and I don't care about the person, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like, I don't, I'm not going to have them just because, because I can decide who I want on my podcast. But if it's someone that I'm like, oh, hey, like, know this person, would love to have them, then I'm obviously down. But there is some sort of common courtesy that goes unspoken in this world, which is like, again, it's like you take but you also receive. So going on a podcast, which I just read this article, by the way, that podcasters have started to charge, which I don't know if this is like kosher, have started to charge guests to come on because like they're giving them publicity basically, which like is uncool. A lot of times people think that it's the other way that the podcaster pays the guest. That doesn't happen because it's a win-win. You go on 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 a known podcast, you're going to get publicity. Obviously, it's good for the host. They're going to have a, you know, a good show. They're going to get good listens. So it's it's a two-way street. But if I'm reached out to by PR and I'm, you know, I, I make the time and, and I do the show, it's kind of really, really nice if the guest shares the show. I always do it. If I'm on a podcast, there's no way I'm not going to share. And moreover, I fucking link, meaning here's the link, go listen. Most podcasters do this because we know how it is and we live this, you know, this industry and we know that that's that's the good game. That's the kind game. And when certain guests decide not to share at all, for me, it's like, okay, listen, if Kim didn't end up sharing, I'd be like, Kim fucking Kardashian, do whatever she wants. But the fucking Kardashians shares, shared, both Kim and Chloe shared and were so sweet and and linked too, which is like, whoa, how huge is that? That's fucking huge. So if Kim and fucking Chloe can do it, you can do it. Okay. So when that doesn't happen, and I will never ask, I'll never be like, hi, can you share the show? That'd be really weird. To me, this is a common courtesy. And to me, it kind of shows about the person, but we'll move on. It is your lucky day because I have a discount code for article, which I get asked about a gazillion times a day because who doesn't know, love, and shop at article? Who doesn't own a piece of furniture from article? If you don't know article, article legit has the best furniture, especially for apartments, uh, modern living, if you will, small space living. And I own their Berard sectional. That's my couch. I own their Seno dining table. I own a rocking chair from them in Noah's room. I own my uh, notorious Boucle couch and only notorious because I used to call it like Boosley or something. <laughs> Brucely. Anyway, Article has great, great stuff and the shopping experience is so easy. They also cut out the middleman. They have no showrooms and, you know, stuff like that. So, so it, 
turns out to be that you're you save money as opposed to you know other retailers that have those markups so make your space beautiful y'all and get $50 off from article article is offering my listeners $50 off uh, your purchase of $100 or more to claim it visit article.com slash not skinny and the discount code will be automatically apply to checkouts. That's article, A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash not skinny for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. As you know, I started watching Love Island. One of you even noticed and said, Amanda, this is the most consistent and committed that you've been to a show. And like, I'll tell you why. This is not the Kardashians 10 episodes. This has like 75 episodes and I feel the pressure to get through it. So I watch it every opportunity that I get, which isn't often because it's only can be done when like Noah's sleeping. So started watching the current season of Love Island UK and super into it, super obsessed. Love talking to you guys about it. Love all of you that started watching after me. Love all of you that watched it being like, just wait, just wait. Like love Casa Amor. Love it. Like I don't understand how The Bachelorette could ever stand a chance because for me, like with The Bachelorette, I hate it until like the final four. And I just want to know like who falls in love. Like the whole beginning of like 30 people of the same sex fighting over one person, being shitty to each other, bullying each other. Like that's not a vibe. I'm here for the romance, for the love stories, for the makeouts. That's why Bachelor in Paradise, when they all go to Mexico, a bunch of girls, a bunch of guys, from different seasons and like make out and find love on the beach. That's more of a love Island vibe. And I watch, I usually watch the bachelor bachelorette to know who the players are. Cause I need to know what's happening with them in real life. Right. But love Island gives like all of that gives like girls and guys of the opposite sex in a house together, finding love from the beginning. Then they throw in more players and it's all just so wild and they're British. So they're just cooler and they're so much nicer to each other. So there's no of that bullying and of that, you know, fighting between sexes. And and it's just like the girls are great friends to the other girls and the guys are great friends to the other guys. For those of you that know, I almost died when I got on a vacation that Luca from the current season started following me. And as you guys know, up to where I am now, Luca and Gemma are my favorite. So all of a sudden I see Luca Bish started following you. And I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't even go in and look because I don't want any spoilers because I'm not caught up. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm done. Like maybe like I'll for sure follow back. I'll invite him on my podcast. Like got so excited. And also like, of course it goes like, it runs in my head, like, why is he following? Like, what happened? And I'm like, okay, he probably was told that this, you know, American girl with a small following is giving him mage love and is like watching the show. I'm assuming, right? And then he saw that I was like a married with a child, dumb bitch that like also watches the show, but it's probably all the other things that I do are not of interest to him. I'm assuming, I'm assuming. Or should we think that like... He wanted to slide in and then saw married with again. Like, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know. But it hurts. It hurts because I was unfollowed. I was talking to one of my followers on Instagram. Shout out to Erin. She's an agent. Anyway, she was like, oh my God, Jack started following me, but then like unfollowed me. And I was like, 
Well, it's probably because he like wants wants you for the you know networking for the for the modeling and whatever. And now I also feel used. Like, what did Luca think he would get out of me and didn't get? Like, I need to know. But also now that he unfollowed, it gives me a lot like more peace of mind that I could you know if I flip on him because a lot of you are saying that I'm gonna flip on him that many red flags blah blah blah. So it makes me feel more comfortable. But I am hurt. So if anybody wants to tell Luca that I'm hurt, you could tell him. Lots went down with Brittany. K-Fed gave an exclusive interview to Daily Mail, which is like so gross, like just so gross. The last person to give an interview exclusive to Daily Mail was Ray J when he really tried to revive the whole sex tape, blame it on Kim and Chris sort of thing. What I loved about that, it didn't go anywhere. Ray J was hoping for this huge media explosion. Daily Mail probably paid him so much money to sit down nothing fucking happened out of it. And I love when that happens. When thirsty people trying to make their dime on other people don't get the fucking clout they wanted. But K-Fed, K-Fed, after all these years, decides to sit down with Daily Mail, not only sit down, bring the reporter into his home, show the beautiful kids, Jaden and Sean Preston, which like beautiful kids, like might be in love with Jaden if he's underage, scratch that I said that, but like the cutest kids, they look so, they look like they're thriving, honestly. And it saddens me to say that I'll have to give props to K-Fed, but like, it looks like they're doing well. K-Fed gave a sit down interview with Daily Mail. He said things, you know, about Brittany, obviously, because the Daily Mail isn't interviewing K-Fed because they fucking give a shit about K-Fed. But he, you know, paints a picture of like, you know, the kids, you know, choose to distance themselves from their mother, you know, on their own and didn't want to go to the wedding. He alluded to the fact that it could have to do with her Instagram posts and like nudes um, and that they're embarrassed in school about it, which like, okay, on one hand, a lot of us over here are like, you know, what's to love with kids isn't practically showing nudes on Instagram, you know, but at the same time, could I see how the kids could get bullied because of Britney, not because of the nudes, but because of kids are mean. And I mean, her kids are older though. I feel like older kids aren't, but, but people could be like, what the fuck is your mom doing in general? Like she seems like kind of a kook, you know, obviously her Instagram posts seem unhinged and like, could she be a little cuckoo? Yeah. You know, like that's okay. And also the thing is with this and why it's hard for me to say is because we don't know there's like a saying, I don't know if this is in Hebrew or English, but like what came before the chicken or the egg, right? It's like, was she cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs before the conservatorship? And that's why that all happened. I'm not saying it was necessary. Please, I'm all about Free Britney. Or did they fucking ruin her life with this conservatorship and the drugs they put her on and everything? And that's what made her be... um get to the place where she is today, which like, I hope that she's healthy and happy. But like, I think that we can all see like there's trouble there, right? Even the wedding, like, I don't even know if any of her friends, I mean, none of her family was there, obviously. She had celebs there that it feels like did her like a favor or a favor to her agent or manager, uh, Kate Hudson. Kate, by the way, not to confuse with Kate you know, her posts were very clear that like Selena didn't come because she's best with Britney. She came probably because somebody on her team or someone was like, it would make Britney really happy. You know, like a little kid where it's like, you know, 
makes a wish kind of vibe. I don't know. It's all so sad. It's all just so sad, especially when you see those kids that are so adorable and being a mom myself, I couldn't imagine not being able to see him, them, but she's not in the conservatorship anymore. And technically I'm assuming she's able legally to see them. So why isn't she seeing them? Is it them that don't want to see her? Um, Also, the whole situation that she was put in ruined her fucking life. And look where she is today. Just like still struggling, still like fighting. I did post the other day that like her book is in the works. Apparently it's ready, but there's like no paper, like something very weird. It was supposed to come out in January of 2023, but apparently like there's a shortage in paper. Like I don't fucking know, but your new bitch, your new reader, Amanda will be reading it manifesting that I'll be able to interview Brittany one day. That would be a dream of mine. I just feel broken for her. And I hate that I'm constantly questioning and judging, questioning Sam and questioning his intentions. And I actually just got a message from a follower who has been on set with Sam. Hold on, let me find it. I just worked with Sam. He never, ever, ever brought up his wife and no one would dare ask. But I'll say this from my experience working very, very long hours with him. These conspiracy theories are out of control, not at all based in reality. He's not a masterminder who controls her. He's like a 28-year-old dude who is just trying to hit his mark, deliver his lines, and work out. He mostly talked about strength training in a TV show he's doing. I think the truth is, I mean, this is her opinion, that people don't want to accept that Britney is maybe just not okay. Nothing's wrong with that, obviously. Fuck the conservatorship. And then we talked about it. Like, Sam is basically like a meathead. Like... I was like, nobody thinks he's a mastermind. He's not a mastermind. He also spoke out about KFED and KFED's interview and was like, don't talk about my wife, which is Will Smith vibes. Oh, speaking of Will Smith, Will Smith also posted a YouTube video recently where he, I don't know, did that seem like weird to you guys? He was so serious. He was like in studio. Like, I don't know. Does he have like a YouTube studio? I don't know. And he was just like, hey, and like, was just talking about what went down, said that he regrets it, said that Chris isn't ready to speak to him yet, said that he wants to apologize to Chris's mom, said that Jada is not the one to egg him, was not the one to egg him on to do it. Anyway, Sam posted in Brittany's defense, but Brittany also posted, and actually this was like one of the first posts that they weren't these posts about K-Feds. Oh my God, do you guys know that Britney's shadow ban? Like she doesn't come up for me. She wrote, it saddens me to hear that my ex-husband has decided to discuss a relationship between me and my children. As we all know, raising teenage boys is never easy. It concerns me the fact that the reason is based on my Instagram. It was long before Instagram. I gave them everything. Only one word, hurtful. I'll say it. My mother told me you should give them to their dad. I'm sharing this because I can. Have a good day, folks. She then added in a post, during my conservatorship, I was controlled and monitored for nearly 15 years. I needed permission just to take Tylenol. I should embark on doing way more than going topless on a beach like a baby. I'm not surprised that just as my family did their share of interviews, they will too. I'm not surprised at all with their behavior and their approach to what I've had to deal with. I feel so fucking bad for her. I feel so fucking bad for her that her life was ruined and she was a bright shining star in the industry and in the world. And we'll, I just hope we'll know 
the truth. But to me, the reason why I question things isn't even because she's could be a little cuckoo. It's because it's hard to believe that so many fucking people are against you. Like you want to believe in the good in people, right? By the way, KFED in his interviews stood up for Jamie Spears, even though he had taken a restraining order out for uh, Jamie Spears in 2018 or 19. He was like, no, you know, we're good. He cared about his daughter. That's why he did what he did. Brittany, basically, he said, needed the conservatorship. It saved her life. So if us, the free Brittany people, are like, you know, everybody's an asshole. His dad, Her dad is, a, you know, a dick. The mom is disgusting. Kevin is disgusting. Everybody's disgusting and against her and like conspired to take her down. I'm like, that's hard for me to accept as like a fact of the world, you know? Like that they're just awful people that are doing something awful to this girl for absolutely no reason, you know? So that's why, you know, I've I've tried to dig before, like what else could be going on? Like there is no way in which I will ever say that conservatorship was needed. Like we talked about this. That was for dementia patients that, you know, can't speak. Like this is a fucked up situation, but we don't know what the situation was aside from I did... uh podcast with Jared Lips, Lipscomb, who's an adorable makeup artist, but also is very passionate about the Free Britney movement and is very knowledgeable and has been literally on like the front lines. Um, but we talked about this, like when Britney broke down in 2007, all that was going on, none of us realized at the time she had recently given birth to two boys. She was dealing with like intense postpartum. She had recently lost her aunt. She found out KFED was cheating on her and was going through a divorce. Like so much shit was happening like a regular person would fucking break down as well. So the shell of the fucking human that she is today is a result of like, it has to be a result of all these fucking years of, of drugging her and putting her under the conservatorship. But again, it's hard to accept that as a reality because it's such a harsh one. It's such a fucking harsh one. Oh my God, I wanted to tell you guys a couple of other things just to finish off this podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I wear Skims thongs, okay? Those are my go-to. I literally um, was sent a package maybe like seven, eight months ago. And I, before that, never wore thongs. I literally was a granny panties girl, Okay. Sin skims wear thongs. I don't feel them. They're amazing. Husb always makes fun of me that I need like a wider skims. And he's making me feel like Chloe. And I just needed to share that with you guys. Because when I sit and like my legs are open, Husb is literally like, are you fucking kidding me? Like your vagina is out in the front. And then I had to explain to him, which was, was a really long story to explain. I was like, that's so funny. Maybe I need the new wide ones that... Chloe said that she needs that she's that episode that Chloe told Kim, like, listen, you make it for really, really narrow vaginas. And not that I think I have a wide vagina. I just think maybe skims are for really, really narrow vaginas. So that's all you guys. Thank you for listening. I love you. I miss you. I wish I could hear you in my headphones responding to me right now. So I wasn't just talking to myself like a psychopath. Rate and review the podcast. If you love it, show your love. How would anybody know? How would the world know if you fucking keep it to yourself? Okay? Okay. Anyway, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 